Won't you get married? When will you marry? Have you heard that thing? You don't know, say you don't the old. Am I making sense to anybody here? Precious. She has bills to pay. Every day the children are coming home. Teddy, they drove us from school. And he's thinking, God, what do I do? Man of God. Fasted, prayed, cried, laughed, worshipped, trusted God, trusted man, and yet nothing is working. Precious. Pressure times are times of great stress. Pressure times are times of crushing. Pressure comes with weight and burden and tension. How many of you have observed when you are pressured, you can't think straight? You can't sleep well. And let me tell you, do you know that sometimes you may have money and still be pressured? So for instance, take it. He graduates, becomes a lawyer. He wins his cases. In fact, you need his services. It's not a charge and bail. You know there are different kinds of lawyers. There are charge and bail lawyers and there are legal luminaries. Is somebody with me? He's doing well. His smile can tell you. In fact, the last case he won was a mediation between Total Energy and Mobile. He's doing well. But in his entire family, he's the only one that's making it. And so guess what? Every other person is on him. If he does, some are complaining it will do. If he doesn't do, you know they try. If he doesn't do enough, you know they try rich. Precious. She's just lost a patient in the emergency room. Yet she has to come home to children and smile because she can't bring her work home. But yet when she closes her eyes to sleep, she's like, God, why did you let what happened today happen? Pressure times are times of great crushing. Sometimes your spirit is even broken. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. Thank you. Celebrate them, please. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8, it says, let's read it together. I want to go as loud as you can. Uh-huh. 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 We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Verse 9 says what? Persecuted, but what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Keep going, verse 10. Uh-huh. 
Read verse 11. Verse 12. How does death bring life? It's just like an egg. When it's cracked from the outside, it's dead. But when it's cracked from the inside, it's what? The Amplified Version says, we are pressured in every way, hedged in but not crushed, perplexed, unsure of finding a way out, but not driven to despair, hunted down and persecuted, but not deserted to stand alone, struck down but never destroyed, always carrying around in the body of the dying of Jesus, so that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be shown in our body. For we who live are constantly experiencing threats of being handed over to death for Jesus' sake. So that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be evidenced in our mortal body, which is subject to death. So, Physical death is actively at work in us, but spiritual life is actively at work in you. Whatever pressures you face, whatever challenge you face, God does not allow it come your way to make mockery of you. He creates it as an opportunity for him to show himself strong. Because many a times man believes that he can handle it. How many of you have been in that place? You say to yourself confidently, I got this. I can handle this. Because you think you actually can. But when the saying goes, water don't pass. What happens? Instead of you eating gari, you are drinking water. You cry out for mercy. In verse 13, he says, yet we have the same spirit of faith. Hear this. We have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote in scripture, I believed, therefore I spoke. I believe, therefore I spoke. So when pressures come your way, I know it's a time of despair. I know it's a time of pain. I understand it's a time of worry. I understand you have tried so hard. You can't put food on the table. You can't pay your bills. But as you believe, speak it. As you believe, speak it. In verse 16, it says, Therefore, we do not become discouraged. We don't become spiritless. We don't become disappointed. We don't become afraid. Though our outer self is progressively wasting away, yet our inner self is progressively renewed day by day. And guess what? We are Christians. We don't walk from the outside in. We walk from the inside out. 
That is why you can be sick in your body. But if you believe you are healed, if you believe you are healed and you can declare you are healed, the regeneration starts from the inside out. Yet the outer body may be suffering. But the inner man, the spirit man is being glorified. And if the spirit man is being glorified, the Bible says that if that same power that raised Jesus from the dead does what? Oh, come on, talk to me. Come on, talk to me. Does it say dwell on you? Huh? I don't know if somebody's understanding what I'm saying. Does it say dwell on you? It says dwells on the inside of you. It will do what? So it's only a matter of time if you can believe that the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead is real, alive, and active. It's only a matter of time it will begin to walk on your inside out. And you begin to hear people say things like, ah, you're the shy, no, you are looking good, oh. but you know that your outer body is going through some sufferings. But all things work together for good to them that love God and are according to his what? Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Go to verse 18 quickly. Go to verse 18 quickly. Verse 18, it says, So we do not look at the things which are seen. We do not look at the things which are seen, but we pay attention to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen that are visible, they are temporal. But the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. Pressure times, pressure times, pressure times are the times for you to see differently. What made the apostles stand strong? In this scripture, despite the burdens, despite the worrying, the church was constantly being fought. But one thing kept them from fainting. One thing kept them from fainting. They held onto their faith. It is faith for faint. The Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? They shall renew their strength. But those who decide... God has forgotten me. Those who keep grumbling and murmuring. Those who keep wailing and shouting, Oh God, where are you? God, did you leave me to suffer? They faint. I pray for you this day. You shall not faint in the name of Jesus. Faith is the antidote against fainting in troubled times. Why? Because the spirit of faith will go far to bear up the spirit of man. The Bible says, we, ought, we know not what to pray. Therefore, the spirit maketh intercessions on our behalf to the Father. And guess what? The spirit of God and God himself, are, 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 they are in alignment. So if the spirit of God begins to make intercession for you, there is no way you can miss it in life. Because he begins to speak the purpose of God for you. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Pressure times are not the times to give up. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With what? Oh, come on, say it out loud. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. 
and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your heart and mind. It didn't say the peace of God shall give you money. It didn't say the peace of God will bless you. He said he will keep your mind. You know why? Because if your mind is not in order, no other thing can be in order. Somebody say I have a right mind. Come on, say it out loud. Say I have a right mind. In the book of Genesis chapter 45, verse 1, 2, 4, 5, 7, and 8, the Bible talks about a young man by the name Joseph. Having gone through everything he went through, the Bible says, and Joseph could not refrain himself before them. He stood by him and he cried. Mind you, Joseph was already blessed here. He was already in charge of a kingdom. A kingdom was put in his care. He didn't have to beg for anything. He didn't have to want for anything. He had everything he needed. So when we ask, what made him cry? And there stood no man. He sent everybody away. Except his brothers. And then he made himself known to them. What made him cry was the fact that where he left them was where they still were. The whole time they thought they sold him away. They probably made some money on him. But whatever they made was not able to change their life. Child of God, it is not money that changes a man's life. It is the glory of God. Until Joseph came into the palace, he didn't have money. Even when he was in Potiphar's house and he was in charge of everything Potiphar had, he didn't have his own. I don't know if somebody's hearing what I'm saying. He was still broke. He was a broke, poor, big man. Because he had a place to sleep and he was the head servant. Just like what our papa was saying some weeks ago. We went to minister somewhere and he said, How, see how can somebody be bragging that he's a chairman of tenant union? How? See, I'm, I'm the honorable chairman of the tenant union of Uboa. With a deep voice. I deserve some respect. Shut up. You are, a, you are just a bloody tenant. What are you feeling big for? At the end of the day, if your landlord is out of you, he will tell you to leave his house. You carry chairman for head. I'm the ex-chairman. <laughs> Embarrassment. Where he left them, when he saw them, they still looked hungry. The Bible says he could not help himself. He sent everybody away and he began to cry. God, is this how far you have brought me? I thought I was in a place of suffering. I thought it was a place of shame. When I was in the prison, I thought, I thought. That's the thing about God. When God brings you deliverance, you begin to thought. Guess what? 
You're stepping out of the month of August into the beginning of the ember months. Deeper revelations are going to come unto you that will open your eyes to see that everything you had been through was for God's glory to be manifested. That amen can be louder. In verse 4, the Bible says, And Joseph said to his brethren, Come near me. They saw him, but they could not recognize him. Because the glory had differentiated him from them. The glory had transformed him from them. The pressure had matured him. He became responsible. But you see they're coming with their bag. Just like Mephibosheth. He said, I'm lame. I'm lame. So I have no business in the king's palace. He forgot that he was a prince. Circumstances had pressured him to the place of no identity. That even when there was someone to speak for him, the first thing the person will say, and he has a son, but he's lame. That was not the question David asked. David, is there anyone? He didn't ask, is there anyone that has a condition? A lot of people now have been described by their condition. Say, you know that guy? Way broke. He said, one Mario. Then the next question follows. How you want to marry? He poor, huh? So everybody concludes, no level. He said to them, say, come near me, come. Don't be afraid, come close. I pray you, come close. And they came near him and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Now, therefore, do not be grieved. Don't be angry with yourselves that you sold me. Don't be upset that you sold me. For God did send me before you to preserve life. I don't know if somebody heard what I just said. So what did God do? He took him out to bring him in. Took him out of the poverty. Took him out of the low mentality. Took him out from the state of the only thing I can do is cook for my brothers and give them. Ooh, took him out from his coat of many colors. You know why? Because if he had remained there, that coat would be the only thing he can brag about. Have you seen my dress? You know, that's where some of us are. Have you, have you checked me out? Have you seen my new shoe? Have you seen my new shirt? Have you seen my new hair? Meanwhile, there is more to those new, new things. So God had to strip him of everything. Ah. How many of you have lost a precious possession? Let me see you raise your hand. Your phone. That money that you had been saving. And you know, that money you had been saving, you didn't misplace it. It just happened that where you kept it, rats just ate one side. And it's not even in Naira. It's like $400, $500. It just ate one side. You are looking for the rat now to eat the rat. 
Say, you will vomit my money. You know? God had to strip him of everything. Because the coat of many colors was not fashionable. The coat of many colors is way, way different from the garment of royalty. If he still had that coat with him to take to Egypt, maybe he'll still be hanging onto it. Maybe. And so when the brothers see him, they will recognize the coat and say, hey, okay, so now here you pass, come. That's why many a times God will take you through things that will make those that don't want to see you progress not remember you. So you're asking them, do you know me? They say, I don't know you. How can you forget me so quickly? You do me bad, though. <laughs> but you don't forget, say, you do me bad. The doer always forgets. The person who receives it is the one that remembers. Stripped him of everything. But when it was time for God to bless him, he gave him a garment of royalty. At a point in his life, he could only wear a coat. But when God turned the story, he had to wear a garment. For coats, they will take measurement. For garment, it flows. Is somebody hearing what I'm When he's coming, the thing is, is way behind. He doesn't even care. How many of you have seen this wedding gown? The thing is just long like that. Just The bridal chain can be at main gates. And she's at Uselu. She's just... And you know, honestly, when she wears that gown, she doesn't care. Whether it's rubbing the ground, she doesn't care. Because at the end of the day, somebody else will wash it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? At the end of the day, Joseph did not have to worry, what will I eat? What will I drink? Esther, chapter 4, verse 13. Now, Esther was not even sold. She was just in her uncle's house. They say, king's wife has gone. And the king is looking for queen. Queen material. So they say, apply. I'm disadvantaged. I'm not a citizen of this country, but I will apply. God did it. They picked her. Comfortable living. How many of you would like to be queens? Okay, you, you won't like to be queen, have you? Okay, you want to be first lady. Governor's wife. How many of you? Raise your hand now. Most who fair his hand. I know if tomorrow uh, wisdom becomes a governor, how many of you like to be his wife? Wisdom, come. Come, come, quickly, quickly. How many of you, if tomorrow he becomes governor, how many of you would like to be his wife? Okay. So, observe their faces. So that in the future, when they come, they will not recognize you. They, they will not recognize you. Because now they have said, oh no, this is... Mm, mm. But Esther became first lady. 
living in the palace. Had servants. If she wanted to raise her hand, there's somebody there to, hey, ma, let me help you. If she does, <clears throat> water is available, everything, ma, are you okay? Can we call the doctor? Are you, are you sure? How many of you know the treatment presidents receive? It's not the same you receive. Oh. How many of you know that? Before they say, Ko is catching me, they're already checking them. They're checking them. Because they are important people. But something happened. Mordecai called her and said, look, your people have been decided. Their case has been decided. Haman has said they will be killed. And he said to her, don't think for one moment that because you are in the palace, you will be spared. Now, ask yourself this question. She's the queen. Would they have come into the palace to kill the queen? Somebody talk to me. But Mordecai needed her to understand the urgency. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. He told her, he said, look, don't think you will escape in the king's house. That means if all of us die, somebody will mention your name, they will kill you too. In verse 16, she gave him an answer. She said, go, gather the Jews, all the Jews. Let them be together and fast for me. For three days, no eating, no drinking. And I will do the same. And after that, I'll go before the king. Look at the last line. What's written there? It was against the law to appear the king in the king's court without the king sending for you. But she said, I will go. If I die, let me die. Let the pressure come. I don't care. I will do what I have to do to stay alive. Pressure points and pressure times are the times where you decide whatever it will take, I will come out of this pressure. I won't give in to it. The challenge many of us have is that once we see pressure, we cow down, we bow to the pressure. Once we are faced with challenges, we bow to it. Daniel was faced with pressure. They told him, nobody must pray to any God except the king. How do you tell a man who has devoted his life to God not to pray to God? How? What makes you think it will be sustainable? The Bible says immediately he left there. He went back to his room. He opened up his window, which was his normal practice. He was not trying to prove something. That since you poor have said it, I will show you people that I'm a man of God. He was not trying to prove that uh -huh, I will deal with you. I will call on God and you will know that truly I have been called. It was his normal practice to always open his window and pray. And the Bible says he went back to his room and he opened up his window and he began to pray to God. And these people came. Pressure. Understand this. When you are under pressure, there are always people to put you under more pressure. 
because they have been assigned by the devil to ensure that you are not thinking right. They came, they said, aha. Uh-huh. So you broke the law. Daniel understood the consequences, but he also understood that there is a lion of the tribe of Judah. Is somebody understanding me? And so when they threw him into the lion's den, I've said it here before, the lion did not see a man come into the den. They saw the lion of the tribe of Judah. Even the lions could not understand the lion that they saw. Pressure times are times of faith, not faint. Pressure times are times to stand strong. What are the products of pressure? Oil is produced from pressure. Whether olive oil, palm oil, granite oil, which other oil? Coconut oil. A certain amount of pressure must be applied to it before you get that product. In scripture, the Holy Spirit is symbolized by oil, by fire, by wind, by water. And so in scripture, oil represents the presence and the power of the Spirit of God. And so you see that Jesus was often referred to as the anointed one. Always referred to as the anointed one. And so what happened in Judges chapter 14 verse 5 and 6? Samson was walking with his family. Remember, Samson was not an ordinary child. He was called out to be a Nazarene, to be a judge. He was anointed from birth. And so he's taking a walk with his father and his mother. And all of a sudden, a a young lion came up against him. And the spirit of God came upon him. Look at it. It says what? The spirit of God came what? Mightily upon him. And he rent him as he would have rent a kid. How many of you here, you would like to tear a lion with your bare hands? See, see, pressure, pressure. <laughs> like, Reverend, are you joking? A lion. Do you hear yourself? You did say a meow. A what? A lion. How many of you, the, the, the sight of a lion scares you? Huh? You are just walking. All of a sudden, you just see something just come out like this. I know what will happen. Like Amos, you will see his spirit just running. So his body is there, but his spirit has gone. But imagine now, that lion comes to you, opens his mouth and there's no teeth. What is your reaction? You hiss all of a sudden. Aha. Uh-huh. So meaning, it's not the look of the lion that scares you. It's the what? The teeth. Because once you know this lion has no teeth, you are ready to challenge it. 
So the minute the lion roars, the first thing you are looking out for is what? The teeth. Say, ah. Mm-mm. But the Spirit of God came upon him and he tore that lion apart. As if it was nothing. As if it meant nothing. Pressure times are time for the Spirit of God to move in your life. Psalm 27 verse 10 says, When my father and my mother forsake me, then, not when my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will, then, that means it's a time of intervention. Because his word has said, I will never leave you, nor and so the anointing of God is released in times of pressure. You say, Rev, how possible is that? When Jesus was arrested and Peter cut off the ear of the soldier, was it by glue or that he fixed that ear back? Talk to me, somebody. It was a point of intervention. Look, no matter what you tell that man, that Jesus was bad, you can't convince him. Because he will tell you, look, you see this here? I lost it. But for him, is somebody understanding what I'm saying? No matter how bad you say Jesus was, look, 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 Lazarus will explain better. If you know my, I died. I was told I died. And he called me back. I don't know if somebody's hearing what I'm saying. The, the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years. You know what it means to bleed for 12 years? No remedy. You are spending money. The Bible says that she went to all physicians and they left her worse than they met her. Ah! But just touching the hem of his garment, everything ceased. Tell her how bad he is and she will show you how good he was to her. The time of great pressure at times of divine intervention. You know why? Because life is transformed and refined by pressure. Some of you want diamond, right? You want diamond rings. Diamond necklaces. I got millions on my wrist and uh, eyes on my wrist and which other one? How do they sing it? Eyes on my neck. Yeah. But if only you can understand the pressure those eyes went through for you to have it, you will understand the value you are paying for it. Because in the first instance, it was just like a dead rock. Dirty, ugly looking stone. But someone took effort to begin to refine it. Some of you, you are here, you are praying, God... I want to, and God is looking at you and he's not answering it. Why? Because you are still in the refining process. You are still in the walking process. Some of you say, God, I want to be married now. Like, all my mates are married. And God said, you can't get married now because you have a foul mouth. Your mouth is too dirty. Nobody can talk to you without you talking back. 
And so when he talks to you, you talk back. He talks to you again, you talk back. Pressure is mounting. And all of a sudden, he says, I will put an end to this pressure. Black eye, broken teeth, swollen eye, battered face. I say, Reverend, I don't know what his problem is. It's not my fault. If only you can allow him refine you. So that when you talk, the words of your mouth will heal his wounds. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you understand this, the reaction of a lot of men is not as a result of what you did. It's as a result of where they are coming from. So you hear some men say, don't talk to me like my mother, as if you are my mother. How many of you have heard that? If you talk to, don't talk to me like you are my mother. What's the meaning of that? Why? Because there were certain things that happened in his life at that time. He's trying so hard to forget it. You are trying so hard to bring it back. So because he could not do anything to his mother, he will do something to you. Now you are calling Reverend. what to see you? You will not see me. You will not see me. Say, I cook. He does not eat my food. He does not eat my food. Go and check the relationship you have with Lord's wife. If every time, every time you cook, she will just come. Hey, my sister, my sister, I don't come or I don't go. You know? So every time he comes, he say, yeah, I just lost my appetite. I just lost my appetite. Because he doesn't want to increase the sodium in his body. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? For the, for the midwives, the time of delivery is the time of great pressure. <laughs> I remember one time when my wife was having our first daughter. Woo! I pushed her. I was breathing. <laughs> because it, it was just, in fact, <laughs> labor has a way of changing the atmosphere. I saw my wife. She would just walk like this. Ooh. Ooh. At one point, she, she was doing this. And I was doing it with her. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but hey. I want her, she's like. I'm trying. I don't get belay, but we got to push. Midwives, have you been? And so it gets to a point, the woman is like, Doctor, I'm tired. The, the midwife says, No, no, you cannot be. I remember someone was whispering that <laughs> on our wedding day, like there was just one woman behind us just whispering, You cannot be tired. You can I'm like, I'm looking at my wife, I'm saying, Who is getting tired here? Like, hey, what's going on? Much later, I was hearing that voice in my ear. You cannot be tired. You know why? Because if you give up at that point, that baby is going to die. What is the point of carrying all through? And at the point of delivery, you say, you know what? I'm done. Then you shouldn't have gone through the process at all. It's painful. It's painful. But he keep telling her, push. 
push. At that point, the husband receives. Some women are wicked, sha. They will gather everything. Say, the day where I go born, I go teach this man lesson. They will beat and slap and curse and kick. When the man will say, yes, I will take it. My love, he's okay. It's okay. She's slapping him. It's okay. Beat me, beat me, beat me. Why? Because we can't afford to lose at the finish line. It makes no sense. You have gotten to the finish line of the race. And you look back. Everybody's behind them. You start running back to them. What did you start the journey for? Why did you put in so much effort only to give up? Somebody shout, God forbid. I pray for you if your amen can thunder. You will not give up at the point of delivery. I say you will not give up at the point of delivery. The time of birth is a time of great pressure. Jacob wrestled with that angel. He said, I will not let you go. I don't care what you say. Day we break, it will meet you here. You know you are not supposed to be here. What made you come? You will tell me today. And the angel smote him. And his name was forever changed. He fought. Some of us, we want to casually receive breakthrough. You know, praise the Lord. I was just walking on the road and someone just blessed me. Yeah. Just like that. You didn't pray. You didn't talk to God. He just saw you. He just blessed you. Well done. So praise the Lord. I've come to testify for the goodness of God in my life. You know, I was just walking down the road. One guy just saw me and just said he likes me and the next thing he said he wants to marry me. See what the Lord has done. Yeah. yeah. The Bible says, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Isaiah 66 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? As soon as Zion traveled, you want a breakthrough, you have to travel. You want to eat rice, you cannot take the raw cup of rice, soak it in water, shake it together, pour tomatoes inside, eat it. It's not, except you are some fuse have fried except you are crazy but us normal people will subject that rice to what heat to bring out the best are you understanding me the rice in its raw state is okay it's fine, but I'll prefer to apply heat to it to bring the best out of it. The pressure you are facing is not to crush you, it's to bring the best out of you. 
Some of us would never have taken first if our father did not say, you know what, if you take first, I will travel with you, you will travel with me. So all of a sudden, the seriousness just kicks in. Like, uh uh-uh. Why will I not travel? You start reading like you've not read before. So that you can get what? First. Then the minute they stop checking your results, huh? You start backsliding. Pressure is not to kill you. It's to bring out the best in you. Someone say, but but Rev, how, how is it how is it possible? Adversity reveals content. Isn't it not amazing we have so many content creators now? Huh? But for unemployment, you didn't get what I just said. <laughs> Some people naturally are not funny, but unemployment, hunger, and poverty have made them funny. Look at all our mainstream comedians in Nigeria. When they started, look at them when they started and now. Is there any difference? Why is there a difference? Because at that time, something pressured them to bring out the talent in them. Some of us, we have so much skill in us, but because we are comfortable, the skill has died. It's just there. And you say, why are you not working? Rev, there's no work. Really? There's no work? Do you have the ability to create work? Joseph had no work, sir. It was interpretation of dream that made him economic advisor and prime minister. Hunger never beat you. There are certain levels of hunger that beat you. You become creative. Oh my goodness. Some of you, it's not that you cannot cook. But hunger has not touched your spine. Hunger is only hitting your spine. When hunger hits your spine, <laughs> you will, oh my God, you will bring out creativity by, by force. Gold is appreciated because it has gone through refining, through fire. Many of us who want to be big, they say, give me the big stage, but you don't want to start small. Say, Rev, I just want to open a big store. Huh? Ask the people that have big stores now. They started from a kiosk. Say, Rev, you know, my dream is to have a big store. Don't worry. Don't start small. You will continue to dream big. And that big dream will never become reality. I see some of you, 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 you can draw this, uh, this thing here. What's this thing called? Eyebrow. Um, when you apply tiro to your eye, it's like ah, everybody's asking ah, your eye is just looking. How do they say that thing? Smoke, smoking, smoking eye. Your eye is smoking. But to use it to profit yourself, you say no, it's TikTok. Let me go on TikTok and waste my time. And your time is taking and talking away. You're not hungry. You're not hungry. You're not desperate. Job was desperate for a transformation. After he lost everything, he said, I will wait on him. I will trust him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Ah, 
heart, God said, no, 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 this one is hungry. God knows when your hunger is real. Not when your hunger is so that you can eat and be comfortable again, no. Some of you, you have books on the inside of you. The books are just sleeping. And you are celebrating those who have written bestsellers. You say, ah, I read your books. Uh, your book has blessed me. Meanwhile, you have over a thousand books on the inside of you. Some of you, you can draw. I saw a video of a, a painter. What did he do? He puts different paints on something. Put canvas down. Turn the canvas. At a point, the paint like this. Then he will take that into one gallery. One art gallery. Hang it there. People will pay to come and look at it. And with confidence, he'll be telling you, this drawing is the abstract nature of the universe. <laughs> abstract what? Meanwhile, you were not there when he was mixing paint and his clothes were getting dirty. So you pay so much for his little effort. I won't say anymore. That should preach to somebody. You go on Facebook for every time you do advert. Somebody's account is being credited. For every MB you buy, somebody's account is being credited. And with confidence, you are saying, oh, where's, where's all my data going to? And they make, they, they've made the social media space so interesting that you don't even, you can't use 9 gig for one month. You will do it like three times in a month. Somebody shout amen. amen. And when you say that 9 gig is not enough, you say, what, what's the next available one? Okay, let me just do 25. But you're using it to watch the same content and nothing is clicking in your head that it's time for me to wake up. I made a conscious decision. That every member of this church that has a business, I will visit your business and talk about it. I've been asking, who is next? Who is next? Nobody is answering me. Maybe because I'm not a big pastor as such. But a lot of people have called me and said, ah, man of God, that's a good one. Encourage your people. Don't sleep on your dream. Don't sit down because you are pressured. If it's too bad, the, the last money you have, buy plantain, fry it, buy egg, fry it, put it in packs, snap it, send it to somebody so I can supply lunch. There are some people that love plantain and egg. Hey. Yesterday I was surprised to see that there's a restaurant. I don't know where in the world. Burger, burger. $5,000. Boga, I'm asking myself, which meat <laughs> and which bread is inside that burger? They need to tell me. You know, when you go to all those luxury restaurants, they don't serve the food, though. They, they say it, this is, is, is a, how, how do they say that thing? It's food art. To just put one slim slice of meat, then do the ketchup like this, then drop leaf on top. Then bring it to you with a fork and knife. And they bring the bill. $500. With confidence. You say, oh, thank you. Thank you. How much for a full cow? 
pressures. So many of us, we bow to pressure because we see our friend wearing gold chain. You didn't ask him if it's gold plated or gold wash. You go and do all manner of... I remember when Blackberry came out. How many of you know Blackberry? Ah! A lot of ladies that I know, they finish themselves. Blackberry, Cov 1, Cov 2, Cov 3, Bold, 1, Bold. All of a sudden, Blackberry just died. Whip! Samsung came. The, the madness began. I have to have a Samsung. I have to have a Samsung. Now, the iPhone, what's that old iPhone? Four. A lot of people will do anything just to have it. So, you know, I have, I have the iPhone. Precious. Because my friend is using it. So, anything, I will do anything to make sure I'm like her. Then they released 13. Six months later, they released 13 Pro Max. The same features. It's the same features. Then, you've not finished buying 12 Pro Max. They are releasing 14. Your heart is palpitating. Oh, I have to upgrade. I have to upgrade. Then the next thing, your friend comes. Hi, darling. Let me your phone. Have you seen my phone? Come, let's take a picture. You're like... Now, now you begin, you, you started losing sleep. Anytime the phone rings, I better pick your phone. Ah, your phone is stop person. You are angry because you don't have it. So now the next thing on your mind, if I can't have it, she can't have it. But butter, nobody go get her. If you're not good for me, you're not good for anybody. That is a devilish mindset. You are a devil. If you don't work for me, you're not going to work for you. You are a devil. Ah, what wickedness. So everybody is having long hair. Peruvian, Peruvian. Hey, ah, no, I must have it too. I must have it too. But you don't want to walk. You don't want to go through the process. You say, no, this hair, me, I must get it. By hook or by crook. Ah, you are a devil. Anything that pushes you to go by hook or by crook, it has consumed you. Precious. Precious. Character is refined by pressure until the prodigal son got to the point where he started eating with pigs. He didn't realize he was far from home. He said, ah! What am I doing? In my father's house, even the slave eat on the table. What am I doing? Do you know what it means to eat with pigs? How many of you have seen swine food? You've seen pig food? Is it edible for humans? But the guy was eating this thing with joy. Say me and my homies with a child. Oh, Jesus, help me. So they serve for pigs. He will take his own. So, boy, Mona, let me chop you. We don't know where tomorrow will come from. God forbid. And he said to himself, I will return home. His character had to be redefined by.
pressure. Some of us, we have bad attitudes. And that's why God is taking us through isolation. Nobody wants to talk to me. Yes, because he's trying to refine you. So that people can come around you. Oh, pastor, why is it that everybody that comes around me, they just run away? Because of your attitude. It sucks. It's bad. It's nasty. You want people to care about you, but you don't care about people. Oh, that church, they don't ask after anybody. They are just after offering, 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 giving, giving, giving. When was the last time you actually took your phone, called someone you haven't seen in church and said, you know what, where are you? Why haven't we seen you around? Are you okay? Is everything all right? But no, you get angry because nobody is asking after you. Look at your neighbor again. Yeah. Yeah. You repent today. What do you do in times of pressure? Let me run through this. Number one, pressure times are praying times. The best time to pray is when you are faced with pressure. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance. Now, look at this. Can I have that scripture up quickly? It says, Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit and what? So it's not enough to just pray and go. Watch. After you have prayed, do what? Watch. Because in watching, you will gain perseverance. You will gain patience. You know, a lot of us think that prayer is, I say it now, it comes to pass. Father, answer me now. Give me the gift of patience now. Okay. God is like, that's the first point. I can't give you the gift of patience now. You have to be patient for patience. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. He says, in everything, give thanks. I lost my job, give thanks. The doctor says I'm sick, give thanks. Things are not working out well, give thanks. I have bills to pay, give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. There is nothing impossible for God to do when you thank him. Job chapter 42 verse 10. The Bible says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Ah, put that scripture up please. Job 42.10. Job 42.10. It says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. So if you are concerned about your my, my, me, 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 me. Lord, I pray for myself. I pray for myself. All things are together for me. All things are together for me. Fine. But when Job prayed for his friend, God turned his own around. When was the last time you prayed for the person by you? Every Sunday, I pray for you. You are lying. You are lying. But when you pray, you will never mention their name. And when they ask you, have you been praying for me? Oh, of course. You are lying. Look at the person by you. Look at them. Ask them, when last did you pray for me? What's their response? Huh? Yeah. Casted, right? 
you know, I, I, I prayed in the spirit. I prayed all manners of prayers. Yeah. You are a liar. Terrible. His captivity was torn when he prayed for his friends. Also. So God turned around his captivity. That means he was bound. Job was facing two things. One, bound. The other one, everything he had, lost. So God turned his captivity around when he prayed for his friend. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So if before they were saying Job's daughters were beautiful. Because the Bible says that his children were the most beautiful, both male and female. When you see the guys, you say, oh. Have you seen a beautiful man? Job's sons are beautiful. Guys walk past his daughters. They do like this. What am I saying? That was before he lost them. So now God gave him twice as much. So now you see his sons here like, they begin to faint. They begin to pass out. After he prayed for somebody else. You want a breakthrough? Pray that breakthrough for somebody else. That's why here when we pray, I tell you, pray. Because someone else's life is dependent on your prayer. I don't know if you, you've ever witnessed this thing. You're sleeping and all of a sudden you just wake up with a body to pray. Everything is working well for you. You don't have any need, but there's this pain and burning desire on the inside. It's because somebody else, at that time, at that point, they are unable to pray for themselves. When Peter was in jail, he took the church to pray. And the angel went into the jail to bring him out. You want to be blessed? Okay, they don't want to be blessed. No, no, you don't have to say it. It's not by force. Do you want to be blessed? Yes, sir. Look at the person by you. Ask them, do you want to be blessed? Want to be blessed? Tell them, pray for, me. pray for me. Pressure times are times of thinking and planning. When you're under pressure, it's the time for you to sit down to think. It's the time for you to sit down to plan. Why? Because adversity, difficult and unpleasant situations impart mentality. Pressure times are times of praise. The Bible talks about Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16 verse 25. That in prison, bound hand and feet, they began to praise. They began to sing. One will think, what did they worry this one? Instead of them to go and hire son, hire barista Amos. To come and win case for that you are singing. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. It's like you don't know what, what is coming for you in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night. But what? Somebody here, you step into your joy season. Praise him. Everything is hard. Praise him. Jesus, even Jesus. In the desert. He said, what is there to eat? They said nothing. He said, look for something. If you can find something, I can praise on it. Ooh. And they brought those 
the, the bread and the fish to him, and the first thing he did, he didn't say, hmm. No, that's what some of you do. Hmm. Say, it's small. They give you small food. It's just say. Now, let this one, if you give me. For me, you don't go chop again, no. You don't have, they give you, you say, only this one. The Bible says he lifted it up and gave thanks. God saw his gratitude and God began to multiply. You don't have, you are complaining. The little God has given you, give thanks to him for it. They began to sing. The Bible says suddenly there was an earthquake. Situations can change suddenly if you can praise. Some of us have struggled too long, too long. We have been struggling and struggling. There's no way out. When Jonah was in the belly of the fish, in Jonah chapter 2 verse 9 and 10, pressure made him begin to say, I will sacrifice unto thee, O God. He began to praise who? It brought him back to his senses, brought him back to his purpose, brought him back to his assignment. In verse 10, the Bible says, and the Lord spoke unto the fish. Vomit him. I've done his factory reset. Vomit him on dry ground. How is it that for days the fish could not ingest and digest anything? Because God was working on something inside. In as much as he gave thanks, I wouldn't want to come to a position where I am forced to give God praise. Some of us, we murmur and we complain a lot. Even when we come into the presence of God, our prayers are, are, are more or less like complaints. Lord, when will you do this for me? Lord, look at my condition. Lord, uh, 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 calm down. No thanks. No appreciation. Do you know, it, the, the reason why we complain is because we are still alive. Have you seen any dead man complaining? Where's my khaki? Who, who, who took my ATM? He doesn't know. Funny thing. Even if he has billions in his account, if they bury him with, with uh, plantain leaf, he won't complain because he has no clue. It's because you are alive. That's why you are complaining. You say, ah, why is this thing not working for me now? Why don't I have a job? How can I go to school? You Four years. Prostrike, two years. Eh? Now, finally I've graduated. Yet, no work. No this. No that. No man is looking at me. No girl is talking. They greet you. What's good about the money? Not greet me. Tell you all no. It's because you are still alive. It's because you are still alive. Learn to be grateful even in the midst of nothing. Pressure times are the times of persistency. Ah, Job said in Job 14, 14, if a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my life appointed unto me will I wait till my change comes. I will be patient I will be persistent. I will wait on him. 
pressure times are times where you refuse to give up. Some of us say, I want to have muscles. I want to be fit. I want to be built. We keep saying it, but we never go to the gym. Say, so you know what? One of my goals this year, I'm going to have 12 packs. Many of your goals this year, you sleep, you don't get up to go to the gym. You eat pande jam around 12 midnight. But I want to be fit. So people are going to the gym. You see them putting in. Where's Wesley? Okay, he didn't come. You see them. And they are getting ripped. Muscle everywhere. You are saying, hmm? Look at you. Look at you. Looking all muscular and stuff. Well, I hope to be like you someday. You know, I plan to start working out this year, but eh, mm. determination and persistence. Some of us, the reason why we stopped working out is because the first time we did it, oh, when you woke up in the morning, the morning after, my word has ended. I can't do this no more. So you give up. Some, of, some people have given up on their marriages because they woke up the morning after and they saw that the bed is not all roses. There are some small, small chuku chuku on it. Even the rose itself as a plant is not rosy. So what makes you think the bed of marriage will be rosy? Eh? I tell people, when you go for marriage counseling, they don't tell you everything because if they tell you, there's no, nothing to look for again. So when you enter the marriage, you start seeing some things and you'll be calling, Rev, you did tell me. I said, why should I tell you? Some things you discover. Some things you get to learn. It's called on-the-job training. When I got married, ah, forget about it. When I see some things my wife would display, I don't. Are you okay? Even me, my own day, my body. My own day. See, look, I, I can just decide to be looking angry for no reason. Ask her. She's here. I can just walk in the house and. So everybody go, your carry their face. Face north, face south. Then when I feel like, I will ask her, are you okay? Without a smile on my face. We've been married eight years now, right? Ah, it don't taste more. Wow. But, do you know, along the line, there have been things that have come up. Now I say, no. I'll not do it again. Even she should say, no, 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 no. <laughs> In my father's house, there are many mansions there. I'm off. I'm gone. But no, I will work at it. You've never seen a doctor because a patient died. The next morning, he submitted a resignation letter. I said, I'm not, I'm not working again. I'm going to tear my... What's what that certificate they give them? Dr. Dave, talk to me. My, my license. Say, I will tear it. I can't, I can't do it. Hey, huh? you've, have you seen an engineer? Architect that did drawing, 
Yes, there were some failures in the building, challenges. The next morning, you say, I, from today, I'm no more an architect. Or tailor, he saw your cloth. The cloth is like this. Then he closed shop. He said, ah, no, I spoiled this woman's cloth. I'm not a tailor again. Have you seen anything like that? Because for you to become best at what you do, it takes resilience. When you try it the first time and you fail, try again. Keep trying until you get it right. Some of us here, we can't cook. We are waiting for our mother. So when we go to school, a hostel, you are eating indomie, 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 indomie. To the point that indomie have called you and said, we are making you brand ambassador. <laughs> he said, we'll be supplying you cartons of indomie. And you are happy. He said, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Meanwhile, there are people that make a living. One of my colleagues from school, some of you might have seen her on Instagram. Um, this diary of a Niger... Uh, diary of a kitchen lover. I was shocked. She just cooked small green pepper, yellow pepper with some things, put it on rice, 300,000 likes. Huh? Do spaghetti bolognese, 800 likes. Huh? And guess what? Companies are just looking. Because the age we are in, people are just watching who is good at what they do. Like one of our sisters here, I won't mention her name. When I heard her on radio, I don't hear her talk to me like that in church. When I heard her on radio, and you know that, that, that I was like, eh? I had to record it and send it to her. I said, mm-hmm. You have it in you. Some of you, you can cook, but the only cook you know how to cook is your, for yourself, my mouth. You just cook and eat, 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 eat. Meanwhile, people are using cooking to collect uh, uh, partnership deals, contracts. You, you are just eating. You say, Rev, there's no work. <laughs> Rev, nothing is working, but your stove is working. Persistence. Some of us, the first time you boiled rice, from porridge stage, it moved to a burnt offering. They shouted at you. True or false? So the next time you knew to time it, that when you see that there's no water and bubbles, you put a spoon to check whether there's still water. And when you see that that water under is dried, what do you do? You turn it on. Some of you, the first time you cooked, you didn't put salt. They say, who cooked this rice? They say, some of us, the first time we cooked that rice, you just brought Lord's wife. Say, oh yeah, dance, 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 dance. <laughs> Why? Because these things happen. There is nothing like failure. Everything you call failure is an opportunity to get it right. Some of you ladies, you say, I don't know how to do makeup. Eh-eh. Because the first day you drew your tiro, the thing almost touched your ear. So since that day you gave up, you say, no. <laughs> This thing is too, it's complicated. But meanwhile, there are people that are doing online class and you will pay. Persistency. You want to become great, be persistent. You want to become relevant, be persistent. 
The big tailors, what I'm wearing today, one of our brothers made it. Is it not fine? Is it not cute? The day he started, he did not make this own. He did not start by treading a sewing machine. The day he started, Kenny, have you ever, the day you started sewing, was it that day you started using machine? They will first of all send you a message. That's where the persistency comes. Do you know why they are sending you all those messages? They want to see if you are really serious. So for three months, you can be buying rice. Why are you guys acting like you are holy? True or false? Three solid months, you are just buying rice. It will come on. How was work today? I beg, I beg, Reverend. I, the only thing I've been doing, I'm just buying rice. Just buying rice. Look, because in this thing, patience. Sometimes we have four clothes to deliver. You just started sewing one. You are under pressure. But patience will make you not use Pastor Evier's measurements for Sister Jennifer. So when Pastor Evier wears the dress, <laughs> she's looking for herself inside the dress like, but I don't know, am I saying something awkward? So they give you the dress. You are wondering, is this my material? Please, fashion designers in the house, am I? Because under pressure, if you are not patient and careful, you will flop. They say, length, 35. You go and sew 25. The person is expecting trouser. You give him three quarter. Then when he wears it, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I will make it up. I will make it up. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I am built for pressures. No matter what the challenge is, I am built for it. Why? Because all things are working. For what? For my good. Lift your hands to heaven. Lift your hands to heaven. I will wait on you. I will wait on you. Woo. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Come on, sing it, declare. I will wait. I will wait on you. I will wait on you. I will wait on you. And I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Lift up your hands, open your mouth, say, Lord, give me the grace to withstand this pressure. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Give me grace to withstand this pressure. Give me grace, oh God. Give me grace, oh God. 
that like Jacob, I will not come out the same way. Let something change in my life. Let something change in my life. Despite the pain, despite the hurt, despite the attacks, let something change in my life for the better. Open your mouth, pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Open your mouth, say, Lord, give me grace. Lord, give me grace. Even as I step into the ember months, give me grace. Give me grace. Give me grace. Give me grace to wait on you. Give me grace to trust in you. Give me grace to believe in you. Somebody pray that prayer. Let my mind be open to think. Let my mind be open to plan. Let my mind be open to think. Let my mind be open to plan, oh God. Give me grace. Lord, give me the garment of praise. That no matter what it may be, no matter what I'm going through, no matter the delay, no matter the challenge, give me the grace to praise you. Give me the grace to praise you. Give me the grace to praise you. I will praise you in the good. I will praise you in the bad. I will praise you whether my business is working or not. I will praise you. I will praise you. I will praise you. Somebody open your mouth. Give God thanks. Give him thanks. Because all things are working together for your good. All things are working together for your favor. All things are working. They 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 are working. Working together for my good. Working together for my favor. Working together for my good. Working together for my favor. Somebody open your mouth with a loud voice. Give them a shout of thanksgiving. I know you're not where you want to be. But thank him for how far he has brought you. I know, I know. You received some bad news. But thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. The Bible says that all that man will praise the Lord for his goodness and his mercies and his wondrous works. Lift up your hands to heaven. Give him thanks. I will trust in you. I will trust in you, Lord. I will wait on you. I will wait on you, Jesus. I will wait on you. I will trust in 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 you. Lift your hands to heaven this morning. As I declare over your life, let your amen thunder. I decree over you that something massive shall be born out of your life. Something massive shall be born out of your life. I decree and declare over you, supernatural supplies are coming. They are coming. They are coming to you. 
this season you shall not lack anything you shall not lack anything i declare over you help from above help from above i declare mercy and grace be released upon you in the name of jesus and i come against every demon of fear every demon of palpitations every demonic attack of anxiety every mind and every thought of i cannot do it i'm not sure i will make it i'm afraid to try it i will not start it i decree and declare that attack is condemned in the name of jesus your mind is free and liberated your mind is free and liberated your mind is free and liberated in your business you shall progress 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 in the name of jesus as your hands are lifted receive divine helpers receive divine helpers receive divine helpers i declare it so for you in the name of the father in the name of the son and in the name of the holy spirit of god take that hand to yourself say i believe it i receive it i accept it look at your neighbor say neighbor the pressure is over the pressure is over you have an exam to write go write your exam read go and write no pressure no fear no anxiety somebody hearing what i'm saying the pressure is over the business you wanted to start you were afraid will it succeed do what is necessary we have blessed it it will succeed oh that amen is for your neighbor take it from your neighbor and use it some of you you say um, <laughs> yes i have to hit this one reverend i'm afraid to love because before i loved and love hurt me love again it takes every wrong to make it right are you hearing what i'm saying if you love before and the love hurts you love again you probably love the wrong person are you hearing what I'm saying? If you are a size 42, you go and buy size 41. It's close, but it's not. You may force your leg into it, but it will pinch you. That's why they said it's only who wear the shoe that knows where it is when it's not your size. Don't pressure yourself. Say, all oh, my friends are getting married. You are not your friends. So my friends have married. Reverend, why me? Why not you? Your times are in his hands. Not be who fed by reader, they carry first. Are you understanding me? Sometimes the people that buy read at first is initial agility. They say, I don't buy. Later, those who cannot even afford it are the ones that help them read it. It's not who started the race first that carried first, though. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
put yourself under pressure. Say, all my friends are doing well. Why am I not doing well? Instead of you pressuring yourself into why you are not doing well, ask them, tell me, how did you make it? What did you do? You know, success has principles. And the minute... How many of you have driven before? How many of you have driven before? Good. Some of you started driving cars with automatic. That's why you don't know how to drive. If you started with manual, you will know that the first gear is not gear three. You want to speed, right? You want to boom, move. But you start with gear one. You cannot start with gear one and remain in gear one. You must move to two, three, four, five. And in the case of six, six. It is an error for you to start in one and remain in one. If you start in one and remain, you are killing the engine. Don't be scared to move forward. Say, Reverend, I don't know what the future holds. Hold God, he will show you the future. So many of us are pressured because you say, I don't know what my future is going to be like. Hold the one who created the future. Who knows the end of a thing from the beginning? He will show you. He says, for I know the plans that I have towards you. Their thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. No pressure. Pressuring yourself. Say, Reverend, they say I'm too big. That's why you will, you will, what's that thing they wear? Eh? Belly belt, waist trainer, everything, everything tight. You can't breathe. <laughs> so you are walking, you are walking like this. How are you? <laughs> But nothing going in, nothing coming out. Your system is getting messed up. At the end of the day, you start calling Reverend, pray. I will not pray. Don't put me under pressure. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? You are going for exam. If you don't read, you will not pass. See, Reverend, I'm just tense. Why? Because you've not read. When you read, you know that there's no tension. Say, I'm having exam fever. Because you've not read. You were doing TikTok when you were supposed to be reading. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No pressure. If it has not happened for you, it does not mean it will not happen. I find the Lord gave a powerful teaching last Sunday. I think it was last Sunday at the youth conference. Right? He said, it may be hard, but it's not impossible. It may take time. Wait for it. It will surely come. Somebody shout amen. amen. 